Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter. Welcome to episode 262 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan ringing in the final After Lodge gathering of 2020. Here with my uh, good friend and partner in crime who I've seen like three times in the past 12 months. Worshipless producer Bruce. It's been a year. What's up guys? We have uh, Sir John. Howdy. I've probably seen you guys as much as you've seen of each other in this Right. You know, that's just about. You're not far off. <laughs> just saying. Um, Scotty from the block. Hey, everybody. And, of course, our, I guess, now regular host. Um, we're going to have to swap you off the special guest page if you get too many shows there, Chuck. Uh, Chuck's back. I am quite. I am quite regular. I've had a lot of fiber today. Yeah. Uh, I need your address to send that dues notice. So, have you guys seen the the the? It's not eHarmony. It's Match Match dot com commercial with the the ones that's been airing since around Christmas, where the girl like walks up and there's this big demon looking thing, and then she's like Satan. Like, Somebody shoot zero two zero. I haven't seen it. Call me twenty twenty, and then they frolic off together, stealing toilet paper and enjoying theaters and gyms alone and whatever. And at the end, they're standing there on a bridge, watching these asteroids come burning through the atmosphere. And she's like, "I never want this year to end." It's like, who would? <laughs> That's good marketing. That's they played that well. We've got a couple uh, commercials like with that whole setup. I like that. Yeah. I haven't seen much in the way of commercials ever since I got rid of cable, but um, yeah, they, I, I, they put them in porn. Sh- they put them in porn feeds now too. It's true. Yeah, which is probably <laughs> actually- the Match. dot com commercials in your uh, adult video feed. Tears from a divorced single guy. He's not kidding. Ad blocker <laughs> plus bros. No that, bigger turnoff than making me sad in the middle. That is a that is one of those ads that I yeah. click on. I don't want to see this again. What if like, <laughs> the ASPCA commercial right in the middle? <laughs> right, Sarah McLaughlin comes on. I'm like, really? Uh, arms of an angel, right when the DT starting. Gotta hear this for 15 seconds. I'm gonna hold you I'm for five dollars a day. Damn it, Canadians! <laughs> Yikes! Oh, we're that's um, it's good fun. Oh, the uh, meme of it's Laughlin <laughs> holding up a portrait, and for a dollar a day you can, or for six hundred dollars a year, or a dollar fifty-eight a day you can support an American family. Yeah, six hundred. what it does. Yeah, I'm not getting that money, so. 
Oh, in that case, you want to send me some? I'll be happy if my money goes to somebody else who needs it. No, my all my money goes to my ex-wife. Well, um, yeah, that problem. Funny thing is, I got we I got a brother up at Lodge. He's kind of going through the divorce and everything. And I said, "Hey, man, let's throw you a divorce party." And and he goes, "Yeah, we should do that. We'll just we'll just call it a we'll just call it a, a celebration of uh, freedom. How about that?" And because he says divorce parties sound sad, I said, "No, no, no, no. When you go to the strip club, party. when you go to the strip club and you say you're at a divorce party, you get extra attention." He goes, "No, dude, I'm not going to a strip club. I already give money to a bunch of women that I can't have sex with." Uh-huh. 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 So, uh-huh. <laughs> I believe a divorce party is just called a bachelor party. But anyway, um, speaking of divorces, Bruce. What? What? So I spent the uh, afternoon in, in downtown after Lodgetown, <clears throat> COVID Central, rolling up in the clerk's office to hand file some filings that I mailed in like two weeks ago, and they still ain't got. And I got an angry, wanting to be ex, but not my ex-spouse, client who wants to be an ex-spouse calling me up every day like, why, why hasn't this stuff happened yet? And then I'm calling the clerk's office. And finally, I just went there and had to deal with it myself. Because, Harlan, just, you know, just Bruce tell your won't client, go deliver my envelopes. The reason, just tell your client, the mm-hmm. reason this happens is because you touch yourself. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. What, You're uh, worried about no, so, what, what, what class of milk did you send them, Harlan? Uh, you this know, was you're, you're, you're talking about literally week like it's always of the year for us during a COVID year. Yeah, well, you know, this was like two weeks ago, so maybe the clerks lost it, but I'm blaming the post office. That's why I didn't and, mail my vote. And I can't say that, Chuck, because this is one of those cases where I'm, I'm representing the the soon to be ex wife, so that say kind of sexual cool. harassment is is kind of frowned upon. You can't make those kind of like elbow cracks with with your female clients. I would. You can. You just can't do it for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's ill advised. Maybe um, that's what she's into. Could be. Uh, she's also <laughs> soon to be single, and I would rather not be. So we're gonna we're just gonna keep it professional. It to be fair, it is more financially sound yeah. to not be in my situation. Yeah. Cheaper to keep her. Anyway. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I try not to do the math on that. I can guarantee you that that does not always apply. Yeah. I haven't done that math because I don't want to know the answer. Yeah, I've never really even ever considered it. Thank God. I know how to do the math, too, because I've done it for a whole bunch of people. Refuse to ever think about it. Well, that's the thing. I didn't decide about it. It was decided for me. That's fair. If you've ever wanted to fire a millimeter. Ah. Because of Ooh, that really bad. It wasn't me. Go. No, that was me. I got like twelve YouTube channels open in the background. I accidentally clicked on one. It's all like gun stuff. So it wasn't porn. No, well, oh, no, it was porn. Just not the different types thinking. of porn. Oh, oh. Yeah. I do not surf porn on a Windows machine. I know better. Not going to happen. There's different are kinds you, of porn, John. We, are you an homosexual? Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I know more than one individual who would much rather watch gun videos than than lewd women. So really, yes. no, no. What I, about lewd women with guns? Oh, see now, I gotta go. I'll, I'll be back in like. <laughs> see what you did, Scott. If they're eating a plate of nachos while they do it, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> so that after lodge calendar for 2021, we we just discovered January through March. 
Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right from the Easter Star Ladies. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, the tonight and not tomorrow. So the uh, daughters of the Nile? No, no. no? Bleach can get that out of my brain. We're going to. Um, who's got big uh, New Year's Eve plans? You guys socially distancing, staying sober. I'm gonna, go ahead. I'm gonna go cook dinner with the girl I'm sort of seeing, and we're gonna watch the New Year ball drop and be all on the couch and watch movies. Netflix and chill is what I just heard. So, do you Amazon guys Prime, remember yes. this time last year when everybody was like super obnoxious about how 2020 was coming and death to the last decade and thank God for all the great times ahead and super excited and, and like, you know, sticking yeah, the finger to 2019. 20s was going to come back and yeah. I noticed nobody's doing that this year. Yeah, the Roaring Twenties came back, but like 1929, like well, more like more like that was the bad parts. More like play. 1920, actually. No, I mean it's it seems about spot on. There was kind of a a world shattering pandemic right before the Roaring Twenties got off. That's true. We're just a little bit little late. Yeah. Yep. Um. Anybody got their? Got their vaccine yet, Bruce? Uh, like, no, um, I'm supposedly on the short list for it. My wife got hers today. Right on. Yeah, she's got a little bit of a headache and um, just wants to sleep. But, like, they said the worst side effect that at the hospital, because she's a hospital employee, uh, worst side effect they've encountered so far with employees is a fever that lasts less than 24 hours. So... But that's standard with any flu shot, though, right? Well, that's, I mean, you're going to run into stuff where there's mild uh, allergic reactions to yep. any one of the components of that shot, especially if it's a common thing where you have reactions to multiple shots, to yeah. different vaccines. It, it's a thing that's going to happen. I would yeah. think this vaccine wouldn't be near as harsh on your body just because it's only targeting one thing. Like, you get a flu shot, it's got a whole bunch of different... It's got three... It's See, got flu A, flu B, and what they think is me. I got hit in the arm with an axe. Yeah. And whatever was in those eggs they, they made I mean. the vaccine with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So did anyone get anything good from, from Masonic Santa Claus, except for you, Harlan, because you are, you had your, um, well, your, your Masonic, I did. I did. Your Masonic, your, your Masonic uh, candle thing. Oh, you got beer. Beer's good. You got a candle thing. Oh, you got beer. Beer's good. You got a triple buck. Scotty got, got, got a passport. Nope. I got level steps. Um, it's a Masonic. Uh, 100 Daily Meditations for Freemasons by John T. Marks. And I, I bought this for my chaplain in 2018 when I was master. And because he's going to be chaplain for a few years. And I had it on like my wish list and my wife snuck it to my in-laws and they they picked it up for me. It's a $10 book, but it's really good. I'll flip through it a little bit right before I gave it to my, uh, the chaplain, but yeah, cool. The book also nice. got a Thor's hammer bottle opener, but that's upstairs. Nice. I got myself a, uh, a, <laughs> a Masonic apron briefcase to carry all my Masonic swag around. So it's not just in this 
this, this this apron case thing doesn't even have a handle. So Nerd. nice. I'm officially yeah. I'm I'm officially just accepting the fact that I need to lug it around like every other guy in New York, right? Does in my state. God, just, just we all got. Well, I mean, I got a past Thorny Slosher's Master apron. I got my current High Priest apron and collar. I got my top hat. I've got my plain white apron that I carry just in case. I've got, um, you know, I got my Knight Mason's apron and sash. And I got all these, you know, ritual books. And That's the thing is, if you go into the York, right, you're going to collect aprons eventually. Well, unless you're a schmuck. Um, but you will, if you're competent and people like you, you will end up collecting aprons and more aprons and more aprons. Scott, so, got aprons for every single degree. They just don't use them. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Well, we've got them. We just don't give them to everyone. Like you, you go to the robing room. If we're gonna open, open the twenty fifth degree for some reason, then you know you, you yeah. go get those aprons. And yeah. even and even uh, that offers included in your degree dues or whatever. The yeah. Um, so I get the so in New York, right? You usually get these as being a past. You know, your past whether it's past master, past high priest, past. Uh, Thrice Lush Master, Lush Master, depending on where you are. You, you get an apron, and it's it's similar to Blue Lodge in that sense. Um, I mean, in Scottish right, I think the only degree the Lodge of Perfection wears are collars and aprons for is the 14th degree when we confer it. Because everything else is in costume. I think that's the same for us in this. Oh, we've got the, the consistory apron. No, 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 well, well, yeah, well, you're right, because but I, said, I haven't seen the first half of consist of the 32nd degree since I Got it mm. because I'm always in the second half. Right. Well, we and of course it's it's just the uh, it's in, in my valley it's just the consistory like officials that wear those. So yeah, I never wore a consistory apron until a couple years ago. Yeah, and like if you're a past presiding officer in the Scottish right in southern jurisdiction, you get your jewel you can wear, but you wear your hat. Whereas if you're you're right. You're if you're chapter council, you're wearing aprons. Oh yeah, that's true. We don't wear aprons unless we're conferring degrees. Like that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I mean, well, the, the kitchen crew wears aprons, like actual, like around the neck kind. Yeah, but like AMD, there's a separate apron for every one of the twelve bodies that are housed there, and Mo- and yeah. Well, night, night masons is one apron and sash. Yep. Um, and, and I know because I'm in that, so I can speak to that. Most yeah, AMD guys, they just, and I, I they just kind of wear the AMD apron because it's just less stuff to schlup. How? Yeah. How do you guys, how does that work mechanically? Like, there's only so many, I, I do. I guess you could call it time boxing. I call it the sad patchwork quilt that is my existence. But there's only so many boxes on the calendar. I'm divorced. <laughs> That's an easy and, answer. Like, there's all these different bodies in the York, right? Like, even if they all meet, like, only once a quarter. That's <clears throat> so, like, where I'm at, there's, there's a, like, it's quarterly. Uh, no, well, quarterly, a couple of them are biannually. So, like, twice a year. Um, but like there's, 
the four bodies that meet on the same day at different times that meet quarterly or biannually. So you have like one Saturday that's chalked out, but then your freezer bird because they try to they at least try to coordinate in, in yeah with each other. Same same here. Yeah, is that like um, AMD usually meets before um, the Night Masons, and I'm not in AMD, so I don't have to get up early. And, Harlan. And, None and, of them and, are secretaries either. And as far as and, and some places, chapter and council will meet um, the the right. one that meets in my lodge building that I I, I don't go to because I, I go to the other the one where the fourth goes. They will do chapter and council on the same night, and that some places do do that because there's just it's just so much overlap between. Everything is just so, less of a pain in the butt. If you've got all these people from all these different degree systems, but it's all the same people, and they're all in the same place at the same time, you, you know where I'm going. Is because that that's how the Scottish rite works, but without all of the added overhead of musical chairs between between well, sections on the agenda. So at least yeah. for the the invitational bodies, like so. Um, the Night Masons and New York Ray Sovereign College don't have a limit on membership. AMD and Scriff are limited to 27 people. AMD. Who, who are, well, I guess you can go emeritus in those, but yeah. it's 27 active guys who are allowed to be in it. So, yeah, AMD, um, Scriff, uh, <coughs> AKTP, uh, there's one other one I'm always forgetting. But yeah, they have membership caps. So only yeah. so many people can belong to that club. Uh, but then, like, you look at Royal Order Scotland, at least where we're at, they meet twice a year. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's – there again, some of these um, – It's it, yeah, it's like uh, some Which, of these – By the way, it's the one body that bridges both York and Scottish rights, Harlan, so. Yep. And uh, some of these, again, like, like Circus said, some of these only meet two, three, or four times a year. Um. So it's not, and most of those ones meet on a Saturday morning. Usually they're done, and usually you're done by noon because we try to, you know, reserve some of our time. But like, like I said, though, Harlan, you, you're a secretary. None <clears throat> of us are, and you probably have the most in-depth job at any Blue Lodge. So no. you're at every meeting just like the master is. So, Well, yeah, but that's eh. – I mostly only get super grumpy about being a secretary this time of year So, because it's due season. Dues cards. Yeah, due season makes me cranky. The rest of the year it's like, eh. Whatever. I mean, it's it's kind of a pain, but I push papers around for a living, so it's yeah. What's a few more? That's fair. It's the phone calls around due season that make me grumpy. Brings the yeah, past master out of me. Those are those are shared. Those phone calls are shared between the secretary, the head of the body, and sometimes uh, the you know the almoner, and sometimes the senior warden. Yep. Well, it depends on the, the subject of the call. So we've got our fraternal relief guy, who also happens to be the treasurer. And then we've got the newly elected master this time of year. And so I, I just route those phone calls now. I've got some seniority, so I can do that. 
So yeah, I send I, all of the extra, extra, you know, grumpy types over to the new master so he can get his initiation by fire <laughs> and the rest yeah. of them go to the treasure. Yeah, I was talking to our Warshall master elect about some stuff and he was like, yeah, I called this guy up and he said that like, yeah, he'll pay his dues by the end of the year when they're due. And I'm like, yeah, some guys don't pay their dues until January or sorry, December 31st. They can't go well, to certain functions without a dues because they don't have their dues card, but they are in good standing. We may not, um, we don't appreciate it because we still have to pay their Grand Lodge assessment and we need the freaking money, but you know. Not in these parts. We've got a, a large chunk of the roster that, that does the same thing. Sometimes they slide into the next year. Like I, I've got a collection of about 10, I call them the, uh, the every others. So they'll pay their dues when they get a suspension notice, which happens every two years. So, <laughs> Oh, so for us, I've done, I've done that for us. We have that happen. Um, those no, it's, we have to let the grand lodge know by like, I think first meeting week after the first meeting in January is when they're officially suspended. It's and it's every year. And most of them, you know, most of these guys, you know, ignoring the guys, it's like call one guy. Oh, find the one guy. Like, oh, he hasn't paid his dues. Why not? He's dead. Yeah. We never, we, yeah. He he lived he lived out of state, and his family never actually bothered letting us know. Um, yep. That happens every year. There's always at least one guy who I figure out died because I go looking for his dues. And, you know, we're we're going to open up the bylaws this next year and just rebuild the whole thing. And we're going to – we're allowed to do it. We just can't charge Grand Lodge assessment. We're going to start charging EAs and Fellowcraft's dues if they've been an EA or a Fellowcraft for X number of – we we have to the, the guy, those guys have to figure it out who are on the committee, but it's like you don't charge your EAs and fellowcrafts. Yeah, like our EAs no, have no, to no. pay their dues before they get initiated. Like no, so they we have degree fees. Oh no, we have that too. When you show up and, to our lodge, you're paying your degree fee and then prorated dues for the rest of the year. Yeah, yep. we no, their their dues are built in, but you know you guys get an E, but so if you're an EA, you know you don't pay all your dues like your, your dues get covered throughout the you know the three the degrees but we have guys who've been eas in the books for like three four five years and we can't you know mm-hmm. um we can't do anything about it and you know some of these guys make you know the, and again this is where we're going to have to like actually discuss this and this is why i don't want to be on this committee is because we're going to be like well if it's the lodge being a bunch of idiots and we can't put the degree on, that's on us. But if this is like, like if you've been an EA or a fellow craft for a year and you've not done your proficiency, you're still coming to lodge. It's like, all right, plenty of some coin though, dude. I mean, I, last year uh, I issued a 25 year pen to an internet apprentice. And so REA's pay dues. I remember hearing about that. He, he's been paying dues for 25 years. <laughs> I've seen him in Lodge, like, once he came to an EA degree, I think. Like with us, that wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do that here because you don't get that unless you're a Master Mason. Yeah, Yeah, that's the same. 
I've got my my twenty year pin here that I bought because I never got any other pins, but but I realized I can't wear this till at least October, if not till next year. See, that's what that's why it's easy when you're a one day class guy in a basketball arena because you got all three degrees in one day. Grr. I don't know. Wait, so you guys measure your your service term? As a master mason, out there from how long you been? Oh no, we we count from the day you were. That's silly. See, I agree with Bruce, and I agree with your guys's method of it should be based on the fact you're that, entered entered apprentice. Yeah, that's the irony of our jurisdiction. Like the thing, so Scotty one that stands on his soapbox about alcohol. Just say you guys are a mason on site, but you can't drink in the lodge. I'm not even drinking. My uh. Soapbox is the the entered apprentice thing where it's this whole thing where we can't do business on the EA degree, but we still we still carry all of the other pre William Morgan things like where EAs pay dues. Everybody else does like you can do the business on the EA degree. Yeah, I stood up at Grand Lodge and said, "Hey," and this is in front of like how many lodges? Harlan was it three hundred thirty ish? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people, and I was like, "Well, why do they need the secretary and the treasurer to open for an EA degree?" I wonder why, because they were part of the work. Well, it's just that we have all of the trappings, like the pre-Morgan trappings here. So our EAs pay dues. We start ticking your service term from the moment you're initiated. Uh, the rights to to Masonic privileges and relief and all those other things they they start the night you're initiated. Our, our big spiel that we give to newly initiated Masons talks about how you're now, I'm, I'm not going to quote it on the air, but like no. you are now a Freemason. You are, you've been made a Mason and, and, and we have all of those trappings. And yet in true after lodge jurisdiction fashion, just can't get over that last hump. Well, what's funny is we give our, you know, you get your service pin at our award ceremony, which is usually in, you know, may or june so you if you got it in that calendar year you get your pin when you hit your your five-year mark so five and yeah we, we give uh you get pins for five ten fifteen twenty twenty five thirty etc oh that's no here we we have twenty five forty fifty and then you know anybody who's still around we make up pins about every five years after that but yeah more gold on them at 50 yeah. years, they get the the one dues card that they care the most about. Yep. The golden uh, dues card. Ours are ours are blue plastic. Well, after how many years? Said ours are 50. more like brown, yeah. laminated. But we call them the golden dues card. Uh, our bylaws committee did a complete overhaul, like you're talking about uh, last year. We stirred up the pot pretty heavy with the 50 years too, because we made this provision about. If you're a 50-year member and this is your mother lodge, then you don't owe us dues. But if you're a 50-year member and this is not your mother lodge, then you need to pony up dues minus Grand Lodge assessments. That's so. And by mother lodge, we mean you were a member of this lodge first. So yep. if you if you transfer in, you still don't pay dues. But if you take out a plural membership with us, then you got to pony up the dues. Right. Oh, so if you become a full member, like move your whole membership over to your lodge. Right. Well, the way we calculate it is if our lodge is 
the oldest lodge on your list. So if you demitted from your last lodge and joined ours, then you still don't pay dues. And then you can go join other lodges as a plural member. But that's how we defined Mother Lodge in the bylaws, which we had a handful of guys who just joined a bunch of lodges because, you know, they didn't pay dues. And then they got real grumpy about it. And we're like, look, you know, it, it's not a money thing. Like, if you really want to be here and can't afford it, all you got to do is demit those other lodges. I've never understood, unless it's an, like an affinity lodge, like a TO lodge or something else like that. Like the multiple lodge membership thing has always just baffled me. It's being able to vote, I think. It makes they, I mean, they yeah, want to vote in all these lodges. It's handy, but at the same time, if you don't have a vote, you also don't have a responsibility, so you can kind of go, meh, not my fault. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point of joining the second lodge is that you want <laughs> the responsibility. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got a ton of show your interest. Who who visit us every single meeting. Like, they're there when the – well, we don't now because, you know, pandemics, but we used to. Right. Like, they're there just about every time the doors open, and we're happy to have them. They're not members, and they don't care to be, and that, I mean, that's just fine. Because that's, when we could visit lodges, I enjoy doing that with, you know, a couple of the neighboring lodges that are really close to me, closer to my own lodge. Um, Captain America was an honorary member of our lodge. He never joined officially, but he was there as much as I was. I hang out with you guys more than I hang out with my uh, the brothers from my lodge, and I'm not a member of your lodge. It's just simply because my dues are lower, and we do more monetarily, I guess. Scotty, do you know where you are right now? <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, this I want to apologize if we got any people watching the video. I've been getting up and down. The dog is just so. He's six months, almost seven months, and he is just being obnoxious. And he's biting at my ankle. You got a boxer, that's why. He yeah, wants but, to play. Yeah, he wants to play, and it's nighttime. Go in the backyard and run around with him. I can't. It's raining out there, and I I was just letting him out because he was sniffing around, looking like he's going to take a dump. And I can't be having him do that down here in the basement. So uh, I left him out there for a bit. And now he is tugging on me. He's already chewed up my uh, daughter's Elsa dress-up shoes. Like the plastic ones that come with like the princess sets. Yeah. Sounds about like... Uh, sounds about box, right. Box, yeah. Yeah. Box, you, still, you still got a little bit of time left to enjoy that. I yeah, Honestly, 85 to 90% of the time... He's the coolest little dude on the planet, but like, there's just that little bit of time, man. They just destroy things. Like he, like I was late to coming in here to begin with because he had peed a big old puddle into the uh, kitchen. He needs exercise, and y'all right. He needs exercise. Yeah, I love my dog. He's just a big sad speed bump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's got diabetes. <laughs> yeah, if Wilford Brimley was a dog, that'd be yeah, that'd be my dog. <laughs> but no, I like he's fun. Like if I wasn't on the podcast right now, we'd be rolling around on the floor. But uh, hey, 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 you keep that to yourself. He's a boxer, I guess. Okay, well, I mean, to be fair, if we were on the podcast right now, I'd probably be falling on the floor because I've been a good habit of these. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, there was something I wanted to t- tell y'all uh, since we're kind of segueing a little bit, a little, a little uh, change here. So I don't know if anybody noticed this, but it was put in the news recently uh, that the new omnibus bill that just came out this time of year. Oh, yes. Politics aside, the the COVID-19 bill started a 180-day countdown for UFO disclosures. It's in there. They're going to have to start talking I, about UFOs in 180 days. Scotty, I feel like that doesn't mean what the internet wants yeah, to think be, it because, means. Because also, uh, if they really don't want to, they're just going to slap a national security thing on it. And it's not going to get redact. It's not going to come out for probably 100 plus years. It's I have been seeing thing. a lot of articles recently talking about intergalactic superhighways that they found like on the nerdist.com and several different things through Instagram and whatnot. Look, I want to believe. So, so, so Scotty, look. Sure is a waste this, of space, you know? St- statistically speaking. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It is improbable for there to be no other life out there. I would, I would however, go however, further and say it's impossible that there well, is no. I, I was, and, 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 and but I would say that the ability to the 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 thing that is more likely going to suck is the fact that by the time we actually do get like an alien transmission because of where it might be coming from throughout the galaxy or the known universe, that species may have died out and their son may have already turned into a, like a dwarf. I mean, or, that's fair. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of uh, a fan more <coughs> a big proponent of the Fermi paradox about the, the kind of species that, that we would end up encountering because it came here. It's probably not good for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because if they're out here, it means they're more like us in the whole, like I'm going to go find and take resources and territory wherever I can find it. Or or they're more like a star Trek. No. Hold on. Or because, because they have the interstellar travel and are, technologically superior they would be able to take mercy on those who do not in the same way that we take mercy on we would be like ants to them yeah the brown recluse well beyond us the brown recluse were in my house first yeah they they would look at us the same way that we would look at say an anthill of being a civilization if ants were dumber and drank alcohol. You know, I, I really feel more time like you killing are... each other than working as a colony. Yes, I really feel like you guys are seeing a half-empty type of. Uh, yeah, but here's the thing here. No, so engineer. Well, a, I mean, it, it would have to be outside our solar system. Yeah, sure. Well, sure. First off, Chuck is without hope because of his job. Harlan should be out without hope because of his job. But to be fair, and it's a horrible movie, but the movie Contact, which I'll admit I've seen, I like I, that movie. How dare you? It was fun. It wasn't. It, 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 <laughs> Look, it put faith in aliens. You have to. That's true, but they make a point in the video. Okay, they bring up the the whole line of you know why would they try to contact us 
if they were going to wipe us out, that's like us going to Africa to wipe out a termite mound. And somebody says, yes, that might be true, but how bad would you feel if you did wipe out a termite mound? Well, you go send the scientists to check it out first. And then you bring in the bulldozers. <laughs> scientists are like, we looked at them, it's termites. I suggest we just ignore them entirely and keep doing what we're doing. Oh my god, Earth is human. Quick, radiate it. I hope throughout all hopes that the pessimistic view towards that is is incorrect. What I, yeah, I hope, hope that too. I don't want to die by alien probe. But... but what my hopes would is if somebody would to take the effort to travel all the way, passing all the resources from all the way from where they're coming from to come here. And there's there's millions and billions of super Earths out there that we found, like Earth-like uh, Goldilocks planets. So yeah, they don't, don't have know what to... their resources are. Maybe no. where the resources? Maybe slaves are what they need. Or maybe meat. Anunnaki. Maybe they need yeah. the blood. How Building us to mine gold. They need water. Yeah, the Anunnaki came for gold. Apathy got to that. Remember? If, in if you played the game Prey, you understand we're made of meat. Right. Well, that's true. But but at the same time, if I were on the other side of the galaxy and I'm looking up and I'm like, I want to travel the stars, I don't sit there and think I want to conquer the stars. I want to travel them and experience that. So, so, yeah, so you, and the, you know how, the guys you know how, who unlocked the atom weren't thinking I want to turn Nagasaki into ashes. <laughs> well, they were. Actually. That's, a, that's a good. They were. I mean, that's true. But, I would kind of hope that a, look, a civilization that would send somebody this far would, for something would do something. Then again, I, Goku wasn't here to conquer us. I want you to think so about... I, if you I want to travel think, stars, would you want to do it like in a rickety that you have to tape up and fix constantly? Or if you could build a decent enough boat to sail that celestial sea and have a bunch of other people... Doing the monkey work while you sat back and sipped some sort of Martian Mai Tai? Yeah, like, the thing a re- is, is that automation already exists on this planet, and if you don't think it's on another planet, then I think the Borg scenario is more likely or or the Matrix scenario is more likely that there's going to be an intelligent AI that's going to come here and jack us up. There's a reason that the that out of all these science fiction and predictions of the future, Star Trek is the only one that has a positive, optimistic viewpoint. There's a reason that judge things like Judge Dredd and the evil Wu Tan, you know, uh, Wayland Utani Corporation from frickin' Alien exists is because that is more likely to happen. Is that just something horribly? Yeah, no, like Star Trek was the least realistic one. All the aliens were like just people that were different colors and had a couple weird features. Well, that's that's because on if if we all if we all originated from a planet that has is a carbon based life forms, and we all kind of evolved similarly. That's where we would all kind. We're all kind of meeting there. That Star Trek is all of us all super strong assumption, though. Well, it's a super strong assumption to assume that an alien wants to come here and check. How would we have split? Although, and I'm going to let my nerd flag fly. Part of the Star uh, Star Trek canon, they actually address that in. uh, They did. did. I just watched that a few weeks ago. Yeah, we're uh, still on my crusade through Star Trek. Uh, I finally started Voyager, and like halfway through Deep Space Nine, I'm uh, 
catching up on my nerd cred. Deep Space Nine's a little bit tougher to watch. There's a lot of dialogue, a lot of stuff you have to follow. I enjoy it. Oh, that's yeah, good. I like it. But... You have to actually write the show. Yeah, it was actually it was actually a show. Although I'm 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 kind of disappointed about uh, I I I just Star Trek for me now is is Picard and Company and everything else just feels like a spinoff, including the original series. Mm. Like you're all spinoffs. Picard with Star Trek. I mean, to be fair, like well, you're right because Deep Space Nine was actually a spinoff. Right, spin-off. <laughs> well, yeah, so like, was, Voyager so certainly Voyager. feels that way. Uh, uh, I watched I watched the first like three episodes of Voyager and I just fucking vomited. It doesn't get good until Seven of Nine comes in, and that's when they get to like the Borg. Listen, it only she's hot. It becomes good because yeah, Jerry Ryan shows up on the show. It has nothing to do with the plot, the dialogue, the acting, costuming, and making- the writing was bad for like Kess and for uh, Chakotay and for a few others, but like vomit worthy show. Anyways, my point is, my point is, is that the reason why Star Trek is the way it is is because it's it's showing various different alien races meeting at the same point in evolution. Some people theorize that aliens on other planets are exactly like us, but at a different phase of evolution. I'd say it's a bit of a stride or a stretch, depending on. I mean, no, it's. It's possible. Like, look at how fast human civilization has progressed in just the past, like, 2,000 years, 3,000 years. Mm-hmm. Now, extrapolate that to someone who's a little bit older than us and has had a couple of million years of civilizational advancements. I mean, it's... Well, we're back to the, the anthill or termite mound analogies where it's, like... Evolution's carried on so far that we are, we are the primordial-looking species. So then we're in the way. Trek is completely it, all it is is a, a social commentary on well, like uh, Next Generation was social commentary on the eighties and the nineties across the planet. Oh well, yeah, they they've always used Star Trek to do social commentary on like, like the Klingons were supposed to be uh, representative of Japan, I believe it was. Originally, yeah, but then you look because the breakdown of it is you can any species that came up on like Star Trek The Next Generation, you could ping it to a different country. That's exactly what I was saying. All just people, yeah, yeah, Yeah. they were. It was it. I mean, it was like, okay, so and and what do we know about people? People suck. Yes, (laughs) hairless apes are dangerous. We talked about that with our and, and Harlan's calling Star Trek the optimistic one. Star Trek is, because if you had the option to live in Star Trek or Star Wars universes, which would you choose? If you oh, choose I'd take Star, Star Wars in a heartbeat. Then you're a masochist, because people die Or I'm a Sith Lord. People yeah, die in Star Trek every episode. All you have to do is be wearing the wrong colored shirt. <laughs> John's got the red shirt. <laughs> well, well, hold on. Red got changed to command. People are expendable on that show just as, as, as like just for no reason. Yeah, there were people you never no, met a reason. who died. There's died a reason on that show because, just because to have Kirk, people die. Because Kirk needed to get his hot, sweet alien sex on. That's, why. That's what I'm but saying. If it, but if you ever watch the episodes where they go to Earth, it's a complete utopian society. No one wants for anything. Everything is catered to you. Everyone is, quote-unquote, happy. It Which is, should it, tell you why it's fantasy. 
because right, right. the matrix, the matrix summed it up. We as a species will get bored with that in about five minutes. <laughs> well, that's why I'm arguing for Thanos, Scott. I didn't argue for Thanos, but I'm still skeptical of of finding any any intelligent visitors to begin with because right. I subscribe to the idea any civilization that's driven enough to make those kind of technological advancements. It's because they have similar drives to our own, which is this desire to expand and conquest, which means inevitably they blow themselves up. The single most unifying thing that can happen on the planet Earth is an alien threat or alien period. And if they and with Space Force in the last four years being founded and with these announcements coming and then all the stuff that's coming out with uh, the Air Force and everything. If you look, there's there's video that has been released already confirmed as a UFO sighting. Um, There's. You're just talking about that that because it's a a, a, anything that's a threat to all life on Earth would be equally joining. Well, sure. Like if this pandemic was bad enough, everybody would band together. (laughs) I don't know about two kind of people. Everybody across the Earth would be sharing everything. There's nuke. Nukes exist, but people still want to blow each other up. We still have to maneuver for that. They're not getting nuked. The other country's getting nuked. Right. But the thing is, is that an outside threat, like, we, I, I, I just feel like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So, and that's how people have always Hilbert kind of worked. is the enemy of your enemy. But you can't Scott, I promise, in, in some fantasy scenario where there actually is some intelligent civilization in contact with us that, that poses a threat to the human species, the entirety of Washington will be just as busy figuring out how they can manipulate this for personal profit as they do anything else. Well, I agree. I really think that when aliens are, uh, they they are confirmed to exist. I think a lot of people will look at it on their phone and they'll go, "I'll be damned," and that'll be it. That'll be it. They'll go off to the next cat video or whatever. No, I, I really feel like, well, I figured. No, I I I. I, I so that's not. We true. haven't even talked about the worst part. What's what do the they taste part? like? Having to lif- listen to the atheists. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be able to stand it. I, I, I. What if they oh. come and they're like religious zealots? Ooh. Oh, I so they're know. like uh, Protoss. Like, like Protoss, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what if they come and they're tasty? Because we're a hundred percent Space like, mm. Hey, man, I tell you what. What are baby, my biscuits? You slow roast. I do love some night. squid. You slow you slow roast something long enough, you put a nice good old glaze, some kind of sauce on it. I bet they taste pretty good. This is sick. I can I can marinate boot leather and it tastes delicious. So, so Chuck has the, the perfect like uh <laughs> perfect space cowboy psycho face where he's like the intergalactic peace treaty was ruined because Chuck's out there eating protons. <laughs> Chuck, is that an antenna sticking out of your mouth? No, no, no. This is a little chewy. Wacky scenarios. The most, yeah. the the most likely that we would that the human species will see before it completely implodes and kills itself <laughs> is Firefly. I mean, the reboot no. is coming out. They're... No, no, not the reboot. The original, like twelve. You have a you have a never seen it. Species expands. 
they terraform worlds. They don't explain. They don't go into the depths of it. But they it's another solar. It's another solar. Another star system. Yeah, it's another, they terraform basically another star system. So you got a bunch of planets, and it's the Wild West. The the like the central core cities are like proper like cities developed and everything, but then you go further out and it becomes just completely chaos. It's just cowboys in space. It, yeah, it, 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 it was. It was the it was the U.S. Wild West post the U.S. Civil War. But in space, yeah. Um, yeah. It's I, like I, I think my personal favorite thing about the show is that the only things that survived were either English or Chinese. So everything is some amalgamation of English and/or Chinese things. Yeah. Well, the character Kate Never. is supposed to be Chinese. I uh, I found some small amount of credit cursing is Chinese in the the way the expanse was done. I've not seen just, that. I've not seen that. The idea that it's just us and we managed to, to make solar system travel work. And then we discover the ruins of somebody else. And oh, like poking around that. Yeah. Not that you encounter said other civilization because they've already blown themselves up because that's what expansionist territory type species do with technology. We could use it to, Feed everybody, circa Star Trek, but we don't. We will use it to blow each other up because that's, that's the we most do. the most realistic future I can see out of any science fiction setting is Warhammer Forty Thousand. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> As somebody who played a lot of uh, uh, Gorka Marka and uh, yeah, you know, Just the, cor- the corpse emperor sitting on a throne. Uh, everything's going to shit. There's aliens blowing everything up. There's a freaking space bugs eating you, and you just spend your life as a cog in a machine, just turning your crank, eating your gruel until they repurpose you back into gruel when you die. That's nice. I was, so that sounds I was very uh, Starship Troopers. That sounds very Eve Online esque. I enjoy in the it. grim in the grim in the grim darkness of the far future. There is only war. So the the libertarian future. Necromunda. That was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The libertarian parody, I guess, that is Eve Online, where there's the uh, super ultra point zero 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 one percent of wealthy individuals who get to be what you play as in the game, and every other human creature is just yeah, it's a cog in the machine. <laughs> Everyone's miserable except for how is that? How is that that game fun? Because the tears are real, Chuck. <laughs> when you when you and your buddies get together and go knock out some like awesome space station in a wormhole somewhere the underpinnings of that is about you know a thousand hours of a group of people's lives that just poofed in a bunch of bits being deleted the tears are real that's why it's fun i think i think in this conversation and We'll eventually wrap it back because we're talking about how bad life, the universe, and everything else sucks, and we're closing 2020. I, I, I think we're we're remiss because we're completely missing the most likely scenario is that H.P. Lovecraft was right, and uh, the Elder Gods come back, the Elder Gods, and the and the old things rise, and yeah, and you know, <laughs> no, good not just him sleeping in my mailbox, not just him, the ancient aliens guy. They were both right. Oh, God, the gods are back. That's what they're going to find in Oak Island. They're going to find Cthulhu. Because <laughs> of course they are. 
Great. We'll go back to this like Stargate esque world where the aliens are masquerading as aliens. Weird like well shaft in the middle of an of a Canadian island. If there's yeah, a full, actually, it'd be more like a Japanese hentai because it's all the tentacles. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see that the, the the gods come back. It's uh, you know, the the second coming is actually a little gray guy with a bulbous head. Like what? Wait, wait, what? I for one appreciate our invading overlords. And they come yeah. back and they and they go. This is why we never should have given you fire. <laughs> Bad monkeys. Somebody slap Prometheus again. <laughs> See what you did? <laughs> they were so cute when we left them. Swinging <laughs> poo and just picking their nose and climbing the trees and all they, that. They'd rather watch people have sex on screens instead of trying to have it themselves. What the? Hell? I don't know if that's completely fair, though. I'm pretty no, sure the, the pre-fire fair. monkeys would enjoy that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's completely fair. He's got that. To be fair, if you're involving technology, you can get done what you need to get done in like two minutes or less. Oh, look at this guy who needs two whole minutes. Yeah, it's like that. That, that sounds I, like I, past the opening credits, and I don't, well, I don't think I've ever seen anything past the opening credits. <laughs> I believe in foreplay, even if nobody else is involved. <laughs> That's foreplay. Oh, play. He's always been such a romantic. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I can see our alcohol levels are now hitting the uh, level they need to do for proper uh, after lodge yeah. conversation. But no, this is proper after lodge. This is how it works with us. We we go from aliens to uh, monkeys spanking porn. It's uh... <laughs> speaking of cogs in the machine, the cogs are now lubricated. Why was, why was that never? Why was that never a thing in SimCity? So, did anybody get anything good from? Sorry, Harlan, you're excluded. Did anybody get anything good for Christmas? Didn't Chuck said, open the show with this very question? question? As I said, I got my, my briefcase did. to hold my apron. There you go. I got a sign. Here's your sign. Hey, Scotty, I got for Christmas the tool that can help you with that. Nice. Well, I didn't get it. I just used the money that I got because nobody else would buy me that. But A I wooden did. post to put it in the front yard? Well... <laughs> Well, yeah. John's, a, John's a wannabe Jesuit, so he's I guess already he got could, a post, but he, that's for fl- like, uh, self-flagellation. He could dig a hole with it if he had enough ammunition, I guess. He's <laughs> whips <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Three feet? Not okay. an effective use of ammo. True. <laughs> Big true. We, we were that was funny gun. before. We were talking about gun porn. More than a gallon of gas. Harlan, we what's the... Oh, go ahead. Gun porn. We were talking about gun porn earlier. I was going to say, Harlan, what's the... Um, what what is the legal validity of me hanging up that sign? None. I mean, the the no trespassing part is it's just a notice. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's a clear parody, unless you're a psychopath, kind of takes away from the notice portion. I don't think that gives you the right to shoot anybody that walks yeah. in your yard, unless you eat them. If, unless if, you if eat them. You're asking. Oh no! If you eat them, that's poaching. Yeah. Nah. Well, only if it's out of season. The human season here happens uh, happens around November, uh, three out of four years. You say that, and most people would giggle, but I've visited there, and I think you're not lying. I mean, it's not like a party, but still. <laughs> you walk it, Jason. 
it's you just were a little too vocal about being the fuzz. <laughs> he was angry because I used to be a cop, and he like. Yeah, we're, we're out there in the Pikey Mountain area, and Jason's screaming about you brought a cop, and we're like, shh, 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 shh. I, didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't want the neighbors hear you. He just saw you went. That's a fucking narc. <laughs> Basically, hey, Scott, leave. <laughs> I think he's hanging up his trespass. Actually, actually, he looked like he was smelling a fart for about ten seconds, and then he left. So uh, it's it's. I, I don't think he's experiencing good things right now. Yeah, I think I, I think Willy Wonka is walking around his, in his pockets right about now. Right. <laughs> Bumpa, it's only Bumpa, funny Bumpa, because it's not me. <laughs> right. I can't. I'm living the. Uh, I'm living in puppy hell myself. So it's nice to see someone oh, else. Yeah, how's that going? I haven't seen any updates on that in a while. It's uh, going I, about you like should, you'd you expect. Send more pictures of the dog chewing up your things. It's a puppy. I hate puppies. I know. I, um, I need to experience your hate, Harlan. That's what drives all the fun on this show. Like, no, <laughs> the fun on this show is Harlan's misery. Yeah. Uh, Harlan. You can borrow my dog for a while if you want to. Hate, hate's what keeps me warm. Did your, yeah. did your dog poop on the floor, Scott? No. No, he chewed up Olaf's arm, though. Oh, oh, good dog. Good dog. Why, quit, quit giving him frozen toys. <laughs> the oh, thing is, the dog have toys. So look, 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 look. So the way my basement's set up here, it's an open floor plan. Uh, I decided to put a baby gate around my daughter's toy section, but he's found a spot where he can just move that gate. That's a big basement. That's a big basement. Yeah. Dude, there's no walls. He's a box. Like all my all my mason like cups. Open. Dude, look at that. Yeah. Mach- uh plastic machete, but <laughs> Oh my daughter my daughter and I we, we sword fight. You, pl- you play machete with her? Like, well that's from old Halloween for now we, we sword fight. You, pl- you play machete with her? Like, well that's from old Halloween costume. And, and hold on. <laughs> you sword fight and there's only one plastic machete? No, hers is in the in the toy area over there, the big pile of sh- Oh, so she gets she she gets the real one then. Okay, good. She actually has a sword and shield from her princess knight uh, outfit set or whatever. The sword lights up and it like the old He Man sword used to. Remember those? Yeah. Uh, so she's got a shield too that's got a heart on it, and we I hit the shield. When when my boy was three, I did the same thing, but it was like the foam style, but it was a foam sword and a foam shield. And- yeah. Here you go, Jack Nightmare Knight, which is the worst idea I ever had because he would beat the shit out of me to wake me up in the morning. Oh yeah, dude, uh, Harlan, you'd be proud of this. Days. Y'all, y'all be proud of this. So my my daughter got a Nerf Nerf dart gun set. It's like two pistols, and yet all you have to do is like kind of cock it on the backside, and it's ready to go. It's easy enough for her to do it. So, and you can do it real quick too. Well. Christmas morning, we hook these up, and we've got this big sectional now. So I'm on the other side of the sectional, and my daughter is closest to the uh, fireplace, and her grandpa's there. And, like, I have one of the Nerf pistols, and I put my arm around her grandpa, and I point the gun to his head, (laughs) the Nerf gun to his head, and I said, drop your gun, or I'm going to give it to him. (laughs) Drop your gun, and she goes... 
no! She takes the gun, shoots it, hits me right there. Right there. And my uh, head is over her, her first headshot. For, she, right there. Like, she missed the ten other ones she shot, but the first one? <laughs> and those little things hurt. They're not the type with the sucker so cups on the front. They're the ones with the hard plastic at the tip. Or the, you know, not firm plastic. It's not hard, hard, but it was hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. I was worried she broke my glasses or was going to give me a black eye or what. But... You got to work. You got you a freaking eye patch on. What happened? Uh, my daughter kicked my ass. <laughs> they would believe that story. So uh, I'm so sad. Not really. Big big New Year's plans. Anybody going by their uh, local Scottish Rite Valley's drive-by glass pickup? The what? We don't have that. Oh, so our our Scottish Rite Valley here, well, in, in our whole Orient, and I think most of the Orients around, don't they all do this? I'm do going. Harley. I'm going. John, yeah, like do they? The the glass, there's a glass every New Year's Day that's like a from the Scottish Rite that all all Masons are invited. Okay, maybe, huh. maybe they don't do it that far up there. Yeah, so we normally it's a thing you go to the temple and there's like hospitality and receiving line and punch bowls and cookies and the whole the whole thing on New Year's morning, well New Year's afternoon after they learned that morning was bad for turnout. Um, <laughs> so this year it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a drive by sort of thing. Where you you kind of show up and you just come by and like here's your glass, happy new year. Don't yeah, get too close by. Here, Osmond Shrine's got that or had it uh, pretty well locked in. They did a New Year's Day party. Fix it lately. Um, Live streaming is on because oh, yeah. Kubernetes doesn't like loopback devices and it's a it's a whole thing. Welcome back, hey, hey, y'all. What's up? Hey. That's right. It just sucked up the 30-second delay between what we were broadcasting and what we were showing up on. Well, you don't know if it's been 30 seconds or if it's been a, you know, could have been a couple hours. We could be, like, significantly more sauced than we were when the stream cut we off. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> Turns out I am. That's what I'm drinking. I only need a couple seconds on that. <laughs> yeah, you're got, you got a triple buck, dude, so you're gonna, you're, you're, that's what's going to grow hair on your kid's back. <laughs> I have been uh, I've been noticing that there's a there's there's more than a beer in here. Yeah. So, to be fair, Harland is a semi pro hammerhead. Um, I rarely drink triple box because I figure if I'm going to go that route, I just just buckle up and drink something not carbonated and brown. Well, I mean, to be fair with a triple box, like you're half a step down from a barley wine at that point. Yes. Which at that point, you're just drinking freaking alcoholic syrup. Yeah. And if you enjoy drinking barley wrong, I don't think it's that much. Eight percent alcohol by volume, so it's not. Yeah, but alcohol and beer is um, it's not linear. It's actually it's actually a quadratic. Uh, as as alcohol goes up, like like every half percent in alcohol, like it's it it's 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 like two beers does not equate to like ten percent alcohol. Like a seven percent alcohol beer is like drinking three beers. So what? Yeah, the the way the alcohol affects you. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's a it's a quadratic kind of. Well, what was the line I'm thinking of from Expendables before he was chemically addled? He was a chemical engineer. Mm-hmm. I uh, table no. I guess I probably shouldn't have had had that glass of bourbon before I started this. <laughs> 
I'm still on my f- almost done with my first scotch. Looking a little, a little warm around the cheeks. Yeah, it's good stuff. It Suck is. It up. I'm bourbon tonight as well. Give your balls a tug. Gee, so I wonder it's why. Probably a bad idea at this point. <laughs> I wonder why you guys are into bourbon. Well, my in-laws hit it out of the park. Although it's the best, and I will confirm because I'm not from there or Western Pennsylvania. And boy, do I love my bourbon now! But they have got me two bottles of different types of uh, Jameson. So for Christmas, so you get, they get they got you the port one. Now. They got you the port one, and they got you the uh, the IPA one. No, they didn't get. Uh, no, everybody in the world knows I can't stand IPAs, and anybody. The port one's actually the port one's actually really nice. The port one's not bad. The the so I've I've got the castmates port, and then they got me the uh, uh, the cold brew, which is the coffee. I've not had that, but I'm oh, a little. I'm a little. Uh... There's only one thing I like as much as liquor, and it's coffee. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want the two together. That's just oh, no, my. Yes. yes, 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 you do. I've no. I've had. I, I've had Irish coffees, and I've had all this these. This is things. an Irish coffee. It's 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 not. I well, kind of, but Irish coffees. You take the coffee, put it in a shot. This is Jameson that's been cured with in barrels similar that have held like espresso. So it's okay. So it's held it. It hasn't. It's not. So mixed. so the alcohol isn't like steeped in the beans or anything like that. No, they might pour. They might like filter through coffee beans um, or something similar. Uh, but it's not. It's not like a blend. It, it's still whiskey in a bottle. Okay. Because I saw beans. that, and I I saw that because around me, like they sell like these weird ass liquor cold brew things that are actually like, mixed with coffee and yeah, y'all are retarded. As someone who tended bar when Red Bulls and vodkas were a big thing, and <laughs> we, had a gr- well, we had a girl, well, well here's the thing: uh, depending on who you are, if you mix a lot of upper and downer, I had a customer who went to cardiac arrest that night. Because uh, imagine that game face on for that shit. But people mixed Red Bull with Jaeger. I didn't. You remember, remember for Loco? Red Bull and vodka, well, Ye- Jaeger bombs, which I again, remember. But so I never had real four loco because again, in, in actual Pennsylvania, you got to buy a case of twenty four of or bigger. So, well, it's not the same anymore anyway. At, well, I know they sell it, but like, the original stuff, which was you know Red Bull and malt liquor, that way because your heart, not, it's not killing people anymore. I mean, yeah, right? Talking about drinks, I went ahead and I had to let the dog in, and you had a. I got oh. my finger scammer. All right. It's also a bottle opener. I, you know, I can appreciate a proper Mjolnir uh, bottle opener. I, I'm a big fan of that, actually. That even has that's... a little bit of a chain on it. My mother-in-law got this for me. That's awesome. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's also brought me the one that brought me the beer. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. That's way better than like my buddy's Mjolnir IT toolkit. Oh <laughs> yeah. I have seen them. They're like a. It's, it is a. Yeah, yeah a it's hammer. Pull down. You open it up, and I almost bought one. But to be fair, any IT kit needs to have that hammer because sometimes you just put a hammer through your freaking. As someone who has smashed computer equipment with a twenty pound sledge, it is a la office space. It is very cathartic. <laughs> right here, <laughs> my IT <laughs> ball peen hammer. 
my first computer after I took uh, the hard drives out of it, and I it was just it blue screen the motherboard went bad, and I bought a whole new system. I just took that thing to the dumpster and I threw it at the dumpster and I slammed it once and then I dunked it. So I I have literally hauled a laptop out into the back forty when I was living up north and I just shot that son of a bitch. <laughs> we uh it was a ten year old laptop, so it wasn't out a lot of money. It was an old Dell, but Dude, you're getting a Dell. Yeah, I had one. Dur- I during, still a thing. During and en- during office during engineers week at at Pitt, we started this when I was a junior. Like at where? The university I went to that's in Pittsburgh called Pitt University ah. of Pittsburgh. I thought um, we weren't telling people where we were, but I don't. Well, I I don't live in Pittsburgh anymore, so it's not okay. really. Yeah, he he's escaped. Also, that's just us. Like he uses his name on this show. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I. People, I've been. I'm on looking out for you. I saw trying to give him to bleep it. I've been no, on here the fourth. I am more. No, than no, no, Scotty. I got, I got cornholed into that. I never got that chance. Everybody else. Yeah, it, uh, it I doesn't. You knew it doesn't bother me. Um, but it, it, you know, there's this class you had to take, and you, you end up building this giant four-bit computer on, like, a board with two boards with two people throughout the semester. And me and that guy like, God, we should just... You know we should do? Like, we should bash this office space. He's like, I have this broken piece of crap printer. We should do that. And we started, like, pulling old computer equipment out of the dumpster for, like, an entire semester. And week we started just... We, ro- we roped it off and just started just smashing with 20-pound sledge and baseball bats. I'll tell you Dude. what, man. When you take a, you take a 20-pound sledge to a Xerox machine... You are a god. <laughs> violent individuals. Yeah, IT is one of the st- most uh, stressful jobs out there, at least before the pandemic started. Engineers are, are not known for our, mm-hmm. uh, our, 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 ment- our emotional health. I'll put it that way. So I actually Shut know up, somebody. I know somebody that literally when that um, FBI virus was going around and it told you that you're being monitored and locked your computer and all that. I know somebody that literally took their laptop outside and beat it with a hammer. And it was a new-ish laptop. He was not a very bright or stable man. So I'm a bright I mean, man. It, it, it kind of I, sounds I like he stable. didn't deserve to have that laptop. So right. that's, that's, God, that's God telling you you don't get to have nice things. Yes. Right. Oh, he went out and bought a new one the yeah, next week or whatever. Listen, I can do like pretty complicated statistics work. I've still thrown my phone. You you don't have to be dumb just to break shit. Um, I I may have at one point at my one of my former employers, um when my laptop was a broken piece of shit and they wouldn't give me a new one because I had one that worked, I may have unintentionally, intentionally uh, spilled my coffee all over it. (laughs) Because the thing is, I spill coffee all over myself and my desk all the time because... Oh, no! I'm a a putz. So when I was like, man, I spilled my coffee over my keyboard on my laptop. I I don't know what we're going to do. And I remember my, 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 my boss time looking at me, he's like, well, here's the thing. I know you did it intentionally, 
but as much of a putz as you are, I couldn't prove it if I tried. Yep. It's not like you brought a diamond saw in and was like, oh, look, I turned on this Makita and just happened to drop it out. No, you did something within your swim lane. I, oh, yeah, I mean. You ever watch uh, South Park and the two guys, the two hunters, like, oh, my God, it's coming right for us. You've got to say it before you shoot it in case they're out of season. It's coming right for us. Similar similar theory right there. Mm-hmm. I, I legit, when I worked for Geek Squad, I legit told somebody, I was like, well, your computer's not <coughs> at the point now where you have the full protection plan. It's not at the point where it needs to be, you know, replaced with something equal or better value. They go, are you telling me that it needs to be damaged more before you're going to replace it? Because I really need a new one. And I said, yeah, it's going to mean... <laughs> I'm not telling you to damage it. But okay, I, sir, please excuse me. I will return. I, dude, I work for the cable company. This one guy said uh, he needed a new modem, and he said, uh, I, uh, <laughs> "I said, well, we can't give you one unless that one doesn't work anymore. Like you have to, like he, he for whatever reason, we had to come. He wanted us to come out to replace it, but we weren't going to send a truck to replace it. He had to take it to the office." To replace it, I could only send him somebody if the service was down. And he goes, "Hold on a minute, boom, it's down now." Uh, <laughs> he for real did that, and uh, we divorced him. Uh, <laughs> we canceled his service and said, "You're wow. you are no longer." A customer. We are not sending our employees to your place of residence. <laughs> we did. Oh, you owe us eighty three ninety nine for the modem you just shot. Yeah, he, we did. We sent him an, uh, a guy out there to disconnect the service. <laughs> did you send him like the ex con that you had driving the truck <laughs> with a police escort? It was with a police hey. escort while they took all the equipment and disconnected them. I don't know if they I, sent him a bill or not. Because, boy, that's one thing I love to do as a cop. I got to follow somebody around while he picks up a fucking busted modem. It was a Doxus 2, if that tells anything. It, I, that's one thing that, that, that the cop and the uh, and the shooter could agree on, is they both hate the cable company. And so <laughs> I, I, cop looks funny. the other way while the, while the poor installer gets mowed down. I, <laughs> the I, cop's I, like, listen, you can't kill him, but, I mean, if you f*** him up a little bit... I have a friend who works who I have a, I have a relative who works for a, a very large uh, seller of video games and video game stuff, and he said they actually had like change. He made a comment at some point, like a couple of years ago, they had to make a change to their replacement plan for consoles. That like, if it looks like you threw your console on the ground the day before your two-year extended warranty expires. You're not getting a new console. It can't be. It can't be due to physical damage. It has to be like it just stopped working. Or like- if it has anything to do, if it's the same company that I'm thinking of, um, I don't think those employees give a shit anymore. Like they're just going to give you whatever so that they get you out the door. Well, that will be fair. That's that. That's every single um, retail, and that's always been the case. Like, oh my god. You know, when I worked at Lowe's, I had freaking department managers who would just give yeah. people whatever they wanted just to get the customer out the door. Just to shut them up. 
Kim brought me some soup and it's super spicy. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing I, you I laying in the bed sideways with the soup bowl of soup and like <laughs> with your computer set up on the bed, job of the <laughs> He's got his milkman G string on. Are you at a desk or are you laying in bed Okay. This computer is like sixty pounds. I can't move it. That's right. You're not on the laptop. I thought I just thought maybe you were. Hey, Bruce, I got a gift for you. Yeah? You know how, how everybody's giving you shit about not having a camera, and I told you I would give you a camera? What? Um, wow. So if he's going to deliver it by mail, you guys will Don't get worry, Bruce in March. I think the rub is, once it shows up by mail, I got to mail it to you. So as long as other milkmen are marginally competent, and as you can remember from the video I like showing you from two years ago, around Plus. here... No, no. Send it to him via right. UP. Send it via send it to him via UPS. Man, how oh, many yeah, people? Are FedEx. It's how many, how many people are waiting by the mailbox it. right now? Well, you uh, send it FedEx, it definitely won't. Huh? How many people are waiting by the mailbox right now with these checks going out? They're getting direct well, deposit. So, I mean, yeah, most of them are direct deposit, and that's all automatic. So, I, um, I, was, I was playing. Last time I had there. a few people ask me, but I haven't had anybody ask me yet. Oh my God, he's playing Tekken. Is that Tekken? No, that's not one. No, that's 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 that. Oh, I mean, while well, I was pouring that, mm. nice. Oh, oh I wanted to give it more chicks beat the shit out of each other that you could play. I mean, from better entertainment, do what? Wait, who, what? Mm. Would huh? you say, huh? I was gonna say I was gonna say that I know the viewers or listeners, whatever, are really worried about me finding a new World of Warcraft guild. I have found a new one. (laughs) They're actually really nice. They're nice people. Like twenty minutes. I told them. I told them. I told them why I was kicked out of the last one, and they're like, "You're safe here." So it's been fun to play with them. That's all. Wow. Yes, have some. I'm glad. Yeah, they they too think the whole you can't be in the guild or raid with us because your grandma died situation is bullshit as well. Well, then I doubt their commitment to Sparkle Motion. What? Is that not the name of the guild? No. It should hmm. be. It should be. Uh, yeah. Should I name drop the guild? Does it matter? Um, it's you. I mean, it's not going to affect the rest of us. That's your. Why don't, you, why don't you just say the server, and then if like if somebody wants to find you, then they can get in touch through other channels, like one of us or you on here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm on Torellian Alliance side. Um, right. Yeah. It's really all you need to know. Anyway, um, Alliance. Oh, yeah, yeah, Alliance. They're uh, the good guys. The the Oz. Colonial occupier. Happy you found um, a guild that, that that you're happy with, Scott. Yeah, yeah. They're they're good people. That's the only reason why I really bring it up and just follow up from last show. I I would poke fun, but considering I belong back when Counter Strike was a thing when I was in college and I was in the clan. Nice. You yeah. were in the clan. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I was Catholic at the time. I, I couldn't be. 1.6, I hope. I am. I will openly admit I am not very good at Counter-Strike. I tried like global offensive. I oh, played yeah. that I, one. Like, well, I mean, to be fair, like I started playing first-person shooters with like Doom and Wolfenstein. No, I, I think Doom was the first one I can really like. That was definitely the first one I played with other people, like, like online. Action Quake was hot shit when that busted out. I mean, that was yeah. So yeah, I my first first-person shooter was a Duke Nukem. I guess it was yeah, it was a Duke Nukem demo was the very first one I played because it was like on Windows 95 or something. I don't think I ever did Duke Nukem. Now that I think about it. To be fair, it was one of those things that like, it was funny when I was like in middle school and it, it actually wasn't a very good like shooter. It, Duke Nukem it, was like a fun kind of single player game just cause it yeah. was funny and stuff. But Doom was really honestly better in every way. Well, well, you know the I said I especially I, my multiplayer. First, my first I only one played was, single player in Doom. I never played the multi. Like my first multi was Ashen Quake. Yeah, my f- first multi was um was Hex I, or Heretic or something. I think. Oh was, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Hexen. Yeah, Hexen. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. Th- that was the first one I ever did, and that was back that. in the, that was back in the days when you'd have like you know because. It was for our younger listeners back in the long, long ago and before times. <laughs> um, you have to take your computer to your friends' houses to yep. set up what was known as a land party because yep. you had to disconnect them with the physical cable because you had to disconnect your phone and plug in. And if you were lucky, you would be online without interrupt, like. People Nobody else in the house would want to use the phone. People complain yeah. about the lag on freaking tell on freaking like on online gaming now, and I'm like, oh sweet child, you try, 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 try command and conquer on a 28 baud modem. <laughs> yeah, try downloading more RAM. <laughs> <laughs> Download more RAM. Yeah. yeah. Back in the days, kid, when you when you try to get online, what it sounded like is your computer would all of a sudden sound like some sort of. Robot snuff film. Welcome. I still have the you got mail notification for my email. Dude, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. But like yeah, I mean my first one really that I really, really played was Halo, the original, on the original Xbox, on Xbox Connect. Now I, I had a nightmare on that game. And I loved playing that on there and also I went to maybe two or three LAN parties, like actual true blue LAN parties. So those are Halo. A those are a blast. Yeah. Four, like we had one time we had four at 16. Yeah, we did four full Xboxes, uh, and all of them were split screen. It was, it was pretty insane. On Blood Gulch, Capture the Flag, it went all night. I, I definitely have done a Golden Eye, uh, where we all brought our own N64s and had our own TVs. That's some high end because I don't. I don't remember doing a lot of linkage with the 64s and that kind of stuff. You, you could do it. You could um, do it. This was, 
we did this in college. Um, so by this point, the PS2 was getting ready to come out and all that stuff. So we would just, we definitely did it a couple times. And when you're on a floor full of engineers and the engineers go, that is some nerdy shit. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that was weird. When I did my undergrad, I was, so everybody else on my floor was almost everybody was comp sci majors or something very similar. Um, either computer science, uh, there was like one automotive engineering technology guy, but he still had to do comp sci as a minor. And then I was the law enforcement major, but I was also the only guy who was over 21. Which made me the coolest guy by default. <laughs> yeah, my booze on my floor first was all provided by our RA. Nice. And then and and it was it was only towards like later towards the end of the freshman year we were like, wait, why is this guy who's twenty one years old hanging out with a bunch of freshmen? And then we figured it out. Cause he could get no play from any of the girls he knew. So he was chasing after the ones that we were hanging around with. Okay, that's not that bad. You had me in suspense for a second there. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, well, to be to be fair, his 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 and then we figured it out. His, okay. his well, when he first became RA, him and his girlfriend had the exact same first name. Wait, what was it? Dana. Uh, hmm. Oh, that's horrible. Then again, Dana White is the uh, founder of um, UFC, and he's a kind of a badass. So, is dumber than a bag of hair? That guy, he's only he, he, he's going. Well, he, he, he's not an really island. Why he doesn't have any? He's not really the founder. He just kind of he's the guy who bought it and took it away from being little human cage fight, you know, chicken fighting. Well, yeah, see, he's a CEO. He's buying an island so that we can avoid he can avoid COVID restrictions. He's lucky Conor McGregor didn't rip his head off and shit down his neck. I don't know, man. Conor McGregor, I I really wanted him to win that boxing match, but I knew no he way. wasn't going to. No. Well, no there's way. a reason they're different sports. That's right. Yeah. I agree. He ran his mouth a lot. You know, you know, people but he like got oh. paid. No, See, I reason, know. I won't win the milk drinking competition, but. If you want yeah. to set up the bar, yeah, I mean, me. I have friends, some friends who really like MMA, and, and I prefer, I actually do enjoy boxing. Um, I do too. And they were like, this is bullshit. Mayweather needs to get in a ring, an MMA ring with freaking, uh, with McGregor. I'm like, why would he? Yeah, that's like, stupid. That's stupid. And he's like, why? I'm like, because they're different sports. Yeah, in a boxing yeah. ring. Unless, unless Mayweather totally <laughs> a complete out of the planet haymaker and smashed in his face, McGregor's going to leave the ring in arguably decent enough shape. If Mayweather gets into a UFC ring with McGregor, he's going to leave in a knot because Mayweather's a schmuck if he has to use anything beyond his hands. Okay, but y'all, y'all are dis- <laughs> discounting the most important thing here. In a normal boxing match, Mayweather runs away 90% of the time. What's he going to do in a UFC fight? He tires out his opponents by dancing around. It's a nice... He was the same way. He would just dance around all over the the place and then finally hit somebody with like a jab. Yeah, it's it's technically sound and it's... But it's not... I mean, it's it's one of a lot of fights. Yeah, it's right, also the most like, boring boxing right. to watch on the planet. 
But well, see, here's the thing. thing. Everybody's saying that, like, Ali. yeah, my, my, my whole thing is, as somebody who has trained in martial arts, Bruce, you did too. So, anyway, my point is, is that... I've just been punched in the face a lot. When there's rules involved, when there's rules involved, it's that's going to change time. the dynamic. It's, <clears throat> like, whenever... So, so if you're going to say, well, in a street fight between McConnor, McConnor McGregor and... Um, who are we talking about? Mayweather? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Conor McGregor is a more well-rounded fighter. It is what it is. But boxing and MMA, there are two separate sports, like you're saying. And if, you know, we can compare apples to oranges all day. But when you talk about who is going to win in a all-out fight with no rules other than stabs and sh- shooty shoots, then I would, I would say Conor McGregor. You'd well, say you'd never be right. Yeah, yeah. because, again, right. str- <laughs> MMA, again, MMA – does lend itself more to like a street fight because you can roll on the ground and put people in a headlock and and pick them up and. But there's, but there's a reason why the Gracie family stopped tra- uh, going to UFC as as much as they used to. Is because when Dana White came in, there was way more rules implemented, and they're like, "Nah, I don't want to do it anymore." Yeah. So they're yeah, they didn't want to do all the rules. So what, um, what the Gracies did was like what old shoot fighting was, where you just like, all right, I'm going to get in a small box of this guy, I'm going to rip his face off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if it works. But yeah, so like, if I, res- I respect the sport. They're both great athletes. Oh. Yeah, I'm not, you know, and I always have a hard time to, um, like, I don't watch really any kind of spectator sports because I have a hard time, like, telling people, oh, you, you messed up or, oh, you're horrible when I can't do that shit. I, really? I, I, I have no issue doing that because as someone who is actually one of the best in the world at what he does, when I see someone who's supposed <laughs> to be one of the Chuck. best people, when I see someone who's supposed to be one of like the 30th, one of the 30 or 100th or whatever best person on earth and go, the fuck was that? I mean, admittedly, no pants does kind of <clears throat> speak from that point i can't argue against that because he is I'm, yeah i actually yeah i am and that's, However, that's the, i will still point out that dana white is still a freaking nonce well i'll tell because you you know, and, and ireland is not part of the uk and this is where i take my own professional bone against it that i thought conor mcgregor was gonna rip his face off because they were interviewing when conor uh, was like starting on his uphill tick it's like, yeah, it's great. Now we're getting the UK involved, or it was like our first great fighter from the UK or whatever. And McGregor's like, I'm from Ireland. And literally in this interview, he's like, uh, Dana White's like, that's not part of the UK. <laughs> you can see, you can see McGregor look at him like, where would you like me to shove your head? Yeah. Well, the, the, again, that's why, like in you know, in, in WWE, you know. There's a guy who's the current champion who's from Scotland. Like he's the first UK champion because champion. another guy because there's another person who's a champion, a past champion who's from Ireland. And they were like, yeah, like, and people on the internet were making a comment like, well, no, but <clears throat> this guy was this guy's from Ireland, and people were like, yeah, Ireland, yeah, he's from Ireland, Ireland, not Northern Ireland, so he's not part of the UK. Well, I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this on the martial arts conversation. Like, uh, I don't really care. Like, you know, like you say, you're best in your field or what have you. Um, an old Okinawan martial arts master once said, 
good technique is not always pretty technique. No. It's not always, it doesn't always have to be look good. It just has to work. Yeah, that's the story of my life. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <duct tape. laughs> I see you've met my ex-wife. Um, <laughs> anyway. Hey, and John. That wants to say that, you know, hey, Ireland and UK are the same. I invite you to, and I might pay for the ticket just so I can watch this. Go to, say, County Cork. Uh, go to Kilkenny, go to Dublin, County Mayo, go to Dublin. Uh, you know what? Even arguably, well, it arguably true, but if you went to like Derry, but I mean, go to the go to the lower county and say, Hey, I, I thought I was coming to England when they mail me back your head. Can I use it as a car hood ornament? That's well, all well, that's what I always find funny is like, you know, go, you walk into uh, occasionally you walk into an Irish pub or something here in the U.S. And they got, you know, the they got the, the Irish flag up and all this stuff and Aaron go bra and all that. And then they got Bushmills. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I remember looking. And in fact, the one place I go to here is uh, when it's open was a. Uh, is an it's a, the closest to a bar I'm going to have from back home, and it's Irish pub. And don't get wrong, like we drink James, and they're like we're going, like it's going, to, it's, it's going to expire. Ooh. But mm-hmm. it won't. I'm just watching. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. But they've got bushmills up there, and they got bushmills. They had bushmill signs, and I was like, "What is with this orange shit?" <laughs> and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like. Bushmills, like, well, yeah, it's from Ireland. I'm like, no, that's from Northern Ireland, and not the north part of Ireland. It's like, not from the right part of Northern Ireland. Yeah, I think guys, that's. Guys, I know exactly what I'm going to do when they allow drinking in Lodge again. I'm getting a gavel with the bottle opener. Oh, there was um. So that's the uh, issue up here. What's your problem? Yeah, there. Yeah. I got my keychain. Drink at the lodge, not in the lodge. Is your gavel. My, my connector on the back of my apron is a bottle opener. It just looks like you're busting it open to your ass crack, but it works. There was, um, it was a demolay when the demolay cha- the demolay chapter near me. I, I went to their installation last year when I was commander. The the kid had a Molinar like gavel, but it had like a an electromagnetic uh, electromagnet in the thing. So you couldn't like pick it up off of this stand unless oh, you had the hammer. I've seen that. Yeah, and that's what his gavel for the year, and it was the nice. most. The kids go places. <laughs> well, and I point out, I mean, you know, I made a, a joke. I was like, you know, because they're all in their, you know, their nice clothes. Like, yeah, you know, I'm surprised that you guys have like a wood tuck, the wood bow tie, and they're like the what? And they look it up on Amazon Prime. It's like, you know, wooden bow ties. And the kids like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to wear that in my next meeting. And I'm like, oh my god, I have so much, I have, I have so much profound, profound respect for the youth of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you are decent, redeemable people. Oh, he's like, yeah, I spent fifty bucks on a wooden bow tie. I'm like, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I, I still have to have my custom gavel as a past master made, but I think I, if I do, it's going to be out of a warthog, dome ten millimeter round. Nice. Well, there's a, there's a good site that uh, I had one made up for my council's 200th where 
the guy does like the laser engraving of it, and they're actual common gavels instead of like, you know the stupid freaking judge gavel thing. Or some mall, some lodges around here like using setting malls. I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh, I had it when I was master. I had uh, the English knocker. It was that big, that big around, just milled up. It was no handle. The old English. Yeah, thing. no, no, I, I, yeah, no. The, the my old lodge in this state had a. They give their masters a setting mall, and I'm like, and then one guy brought himself a judge's gavel. I'm like, yeah. I'd like to get a setting mall. Y'all got a y'all's lodge has after lodge lodge has some uh, really nice setting malls that are laid out there. We have a couple, yeah. I like those. I've always they've always been a except the fact you know a setting mall should, in our lodge. Uh, well, a setting mall really shouldn't be used as the, by the setting master for obvious. Masonic no, yeah, oh, these are these are awful. large two handed objects. Yeah. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Harlan's been quiet over there. Ooh, he's just, he's geez, just, I think wait, he's just, he's, he's, blind midget? I think he's just hammered off of the freaking triple box. I've been, I've been is, enjoying because, he is, because yeah. that is purple. He's riding he's, his buzz. He's got a, he's got a great sheen of red going on. It's I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying my, uh, my junior past masters. Thank you to his secretary. Well, you're, say turn, you, you, you're turning the color of of uh, Circus's jersey there. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I suggest you get yourself a wastebasket nearby for when it decides to travel backward. At least I'm not I, drinking alone, right? That's I, I recommend right. don't don't chase that with more bourbon. I'm just and probably not another triple block, by the way. Hey, was, oh, all right. I was you're, thinking you're about that. With another triple block, then you are bourbon. <laughs> Well, I just want to say, just in case it doesn't get out, I hope everybody has a happy and safe new year. Even though we're supposed to be socially distanced, I know a lot of people don't. And if you don't, that's that's your thing. But if you do, whatever. We all be safe. Um, yeah, if, if you don't socially distance, stay away from me. Um, you're a waffle if you don't. <laughs> that's, Again, no pants at it, but whatever. Yeah, that's your opinions, and they are great opinions. So here's but, my thought. When they drop the ball, because every year they drop the ball in YC, and we started talking about this during pre-show. We never got around to it because we're mental. <laughs> my thing is, if, rather than like waiting for the ball to actually drop, well, now I'm rethinking it, but as the ball comes down, I think everybody with any sort of like munitions should try to blast that son of a bitch out of the air. It's it's New and, York. But, well, yeah, so, I mean, they'll have to borrow some, but I'm sure there's a few to go around there. Um, but my problem now is when I think of it is one, they'll shoot it and then those crystals will like rain death on everybody, which will be just perfect for 2020. And two, if the ball doesn't officially drop all the way down, does 2020 officially truly end? Yeah. Cause the world still turns. Yeah. And, and new year's happens before it hits New York city. And it's sure. Murder. And sure as the sun rises in the Not east. here. It doesn't chuck. Murder. <laughs> Just because 2020 is going to be over, it doesn't mean the woes of 2020 will be over. Do not breathe too um, easily in, on January 1. That's well, all your mask. well, just because just just because it's no longer 2020 doesn't mean it's automatically going to be better. 
Well, no shit. I mean, the- no, that's what everyone thought last year. No one's saying that now. Yes, yeah. we're all keeping those thoughts to ourselves. What if 2020 wasn't a bad year? What if it was the start of a bad decade? Why? I hate do you. you talk? <laughs> I'm going to come down there, gouge out your eye, and skull you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that yeah. note. Um, thank you for listening to episode 262. That was his first warning, though. Show. He has to do two more times. Enjoy your orbital rumpage. Um, this, you can find the show notes for this or any previous... Sorry, I'm, 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 I didn't know you were going to go there on the open air. The show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with me on IRC at irc.snoomat.org, pound sign, Freemasonry. Yeah, and, and the whole thing about Reddit's not a thing anymore. i really got to relearn the script. All right, brothers, we will see you next year. All right. All right. I'll take care. Toodles. Good year, yo. Lodger. <laughs>